You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Necessary Roughness. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. All right, TJ, so it's always an overreaction. And and I don't necessarily know that we overreacted when they were 5-1, and one, when we were talking about the fact that they could end up with the best record in the NFC. They still could. They sure didn't look good on Sunday. But I also think all of those people who are saying, well, it was fool's gold or, you know, season is, <laughs> season's not over. It was no. one game, one of 17. They're still 5-2. and two. Still tied with the best record they've had since what nineteen you know ninety one, so I'll ask you that question: How impactful was yesterday's game? Uh, it was a combination of, you know, the Lions being off and the Ravens being off the charts. Yeah, um, I, I felt like uh, look, I, I felt good about this matchup going into it. I thought the way our defense had been playing, the way our offense had been playing. Um, that we were going to give ourselves a chance. Um, or it just sometimes you lay an egg, you know, sometimes just everything you do doesn't work. And sometimes when you're on the other side of that, when you're on the Baltimore side of that, you feel like anything you call is going to be a big play. And, um, it was. and it was, yeah, a whole bunch of them. Uh, my goodness, I think some of those guys are still running. Uh, <laughs> just a lot of explosives. Look, I think Baltimore looked, looked to me like a team that would have beaten – any team in the NFL yesterday playing that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it looked like they kind of took it personal that, hey, we've got a 5-1 and one team coming in here. We're still pretty damn good, too. Uh, they hadn't been at, at that stadium, I think, in four weeks. Um, they were obviously pumped up to be back in front of their home crowd. And uh, we just got beat, man. We got beat thoroughly. And early, often, late, uh, it didn't really matter. Anything we did was kind of – Baltimore just kind of laughing in your face saying, you know, good luck. Um, and it was bad. And we both, John, we both played. I played 10 years. You played 12 years. We've both been on both sides of that game uh, many times. <clears throat> it's not fun when you're on the wrong side of it. But um, 
you got to go back to the drawing board. Look, and I think, you know, I was reading a quote this morning from uh, Mike McDaniel, the uh, Dolphins coach. They obviously lost another game last night to Philly. Um, he said, look, losses can be a good thing sometimes if they're approached the right way. And I agree with that. I do think that when you're riding high, when you're five and one, uh, when you're getting puffed up in the media and everybody's kind of patting you on the back, telling you how great you are. Sometimes you push some of the issues down the road. You say, okay, we've got some issues, but Hey, as long as we keep winning, man, we don't gotta, we don't gotta address those right now. Um, yesterday, I think all those things kind of culminated into, we got, we got to take a step back. We got to hit the reset button again and, and kind of get back to our basics and get back to our identity because I did, I felt like they were kind of slipping from that a little bit um, under the disguise of, or under the, the guise of we're five and one, right? We don't got to worry about those things. We're winning games. Uh, now it gives you an opportunity to step back, really dive into the film, look at who you are, look in the mirror and say, you know what, man, like we got knocked on our ass, right? How are we going to rebound? How are we going to respond from this? Um, those are things I'm excited to see. But yesterday, just sometimes you chalk it up and you say complete debacle, right? Coaching staff, players, everybody, Nobody was ready to go. Uh, they just came out and they took it to us, man. And that's a good team over there. You got to give them their credit. Um, but we didn't do really anything, in my opinion, uh, at a level that's acceptable for this team. And uh, those guys realize that they're going to get back to work. And I, I do know that, you know, Dan Campbell, he likes being down in the mud. And he likes being in the foxhole with the, with that group of guys. And um, everything that I've seen from him in the past year and a half you know, allows me to kind of tell myself there's no need to panic, right? There's still a five and two football team. Everything's still ahead of them. Uh, but you, you definitely have some corrections to make. You definitely do. And starting with defense. Um, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Way too many big plays, oh, obviously. Way too many free I was, runners. I was listening to you guys because I was in my truck yesterday and listening to Dan talk about Dan Miller. They, this is their eighth play of greater than 20 yards. This is their ninth play of greater than 20 yards. And I was sitting yeah. there going, holy <laughs> And all by different guys pretty much right. too. <laughs> um, but and, and you mentioned glossing over. When you're winning, so you, you do have a tendency to gloss over some things, and especially when a lot of your playmakers are young players, whether first, second, third year. You've got uh, the base of this team, even though you do have Alex Anzalone on defense and you've got Jared Goff on offense, you've got you know Tracy Walker in the secondary. You have some veteran leadership. But the bulk of your playmakers are young players, and they're more prone to gloss over some of those issues 
in wins than some of the veteran players because they haven't had moments like this. Now you had a moment against Seattle where you lost and, but it wasn't like, it, it wasn't a, an, an ass beating like we saw uh, on uh, in Baltimore. So you've got to find a way to come back. The, I think the thing that, that really upset me the most or concerned me the most, but it's very fixable. And we've seen it, you know, in the first six games, it wasn't an issue is being dominated up front. And, and when I say dominate, it's not always being physically dominated. Sometimes it's, it's, it's being out schemed yeah. and it goes from whether it's coaches or it's offensive scheme to execution. There's no way you should give up five sacks against a team like Baltimore. I know they're really good at scheming guys open and they're really good. Even in one-on-ones, they've got good players, but if you're top three offensive line, you're not going to be perfect but you shouldn't give up five sacks and another, what, three or four hits on your quarterback, another, you know, dozen hurries. Yeah. And then when you look, you know, and, and it's hard when you throw the ball 53 yards for th- 53 times, that's not a recipe uh, or a ratio that you want to go into a game with. I thought defensively, it was kind of the same thing. I felt like they weren't getting pressure on the quarterback and they were accounting for Aiden Hutchinson, double, triple teams, Nobody else was was winning matchups, so it was losing the game in the trenches. But I also I look and and I say this is a team that that's not the norm. That's a one off yeah. right now. Yeah, and that's I, I think they've kind of earned uh, that label over the past seventeen games now, where their record is yeah. thirteen and four. Um, they've kind of proved to us that hey, when we have a down game, uh, we're gonna pick our <laughs> we're gonna pick our shit up and we'll be right back. You know, don't worry. Um, so that's what gives me a little bit of encouragement to know that they don't panic, right? These guys are going to get it right. We've seen it uh, more times than not, 13 times out of 17 times where they're yep. going to get it right. Uh, you just have an off day. Last year was kind of the Carolina game where it wasn't really competitive, right? Just everything was going against you. Couldn't find a way to crawl back in the game. And sometimes it happens, right? It happens. We all know that. Um, defensively, though, I, it was small concern to me was – just kind of the deja vu that you got of guys being undisciplined, guys not paying attention to the small details, guys not having the correct awareness uh, on some certain plays where, you know, I talked to some coaches before the games. Um, I, one of my my offensive line coach uh, I had in Green Bay for a long time uh, is with Carolina now. And I talked to him before the Carolina game, and I said, man, what is it about this defense, the Lions defense, that – makes them so good against the run right now. Cause I think at that time they were allowing about 60 yards a game. Yeah. And he's like, man, they're just aggressive. Like they fly downhill. Uh, they get in the backfield, like their linebackers are fast and, and they're aggressive and, you know, they read run, get run. Right. Um, the concern to me is our team starting to take advantage of that. Right. Our team's starting to hit more of those play action passes because they know these linebackers are so aggressive yeah. that now they're sucking up to the line of scrimmage. And, how many times yesterday did we see the middle of the field completely wide open? I mean, nobody within 10 yards of some of these receivers and tight ends. It's like that to me was a big concern because you have to know awareness wise as a linebacker, especially if you're not getting blocked, it is not a run play. Right. And I didn't watch the TV copy. Somebody mentioned it to me that Greg Olson, I think pointed it out that linebackers like, the one play where Lamar Jackson kind of fakes the read option and he kind of he's kind of scrambling like he's going to tuck and run 
and then they hit a little pop yeah, pass to the yeah. running back for an 80-yard gain. It's like you watch that and you say, man, first of all, hell of a play call from Baltimore. I mean, I don't know where they got that from. I, I've never seen a play like that run that type of way where it looks like run, 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 and then last second you hit him over the top. Um, but again, like linebacker, the awareness, right? Nobody's blocking me. Okay, something's up. The antenna goes up. Alert goes up. I got to drop back, right? Uh, you know what I mean? And yesterday just seemed, when you hear Campbell say after the game, our attention to detail wasn't there. The discipline wasn't there. That to me is doing your assignment. That to me is saying, hey, even though I'm playing a guy like Lamar Jackson, I'm not going to be greedy. I'm not going to b- abandon my guy to try to go get a hit on him. I'm going to leave that to whoever's job that is on that certain play, right? And yesterday, too many times, we saw when Lamar would start to scramble a little bit, three or four sets of eyes go to him, right? Oh, my God, it's Lamar. Got to get him, got to get him, got to get him. Yeah. Beat over the top. You know what I mean? So that was a big bit of concern to me yesterday because that's the type of defense that we've seen in the past year and a half that's gotten them in trouble. Um, is it all correctable? Yes. Uh, you know, talking to Alex yesterday after the game, he said, you know, the encouraging part is we can fix all this. Like it's, we don't feel like we just got, you know, our ass is completely whipped and we just got physically dominated and we just got, you know, no answers for what happened. I mean, anytime you're letting up that many explosive plays, that many free runners, uh, that many uncovered guys, it's normally pretty fixable. So that's, I think the, uh, maybe the silver lining coming out of that defensive room, uh, it's going to be painful to watch the film oh <laughs> today. I promise you that. But um, I know those guys are encouraged that, you know what, we got a little greedy. We played uncharacteristic. That's not who we are. Let's get back to our identity. And that should be something that they're able to do moving forward. And you would love as a player for the, to, this to be an upcoming a Thursday night game because you're going to have to sit and wallow in this one for an extra week day. Long. Now, yeah. now you got to do it for an extra day because <laughs> it's Monday night football, uh, that next one. But how would you handle a game like this where the team, no matter who it was, and it was, you know, it was special teams, offense, defense. And when you have a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown that doesn't play up to the normal standard and he has a drop and you have other guys, Penny Sewell with the two holds, like there was just things that were uncharacteristically happening in that game that how would you handle as a team? Moving forward, I, I would say, guys, no panic, right? Yeah. Uh, we we laid an egg, uh, no no doubt in that, no sugarcoating that. Uh, bad day across the board, coaches. Bad day across the board. Uh, that's not us, right? And I think that they can say that they can believe that because this hasn't been a problem that starts stacking on top of each other. Man, we can't figure it out. Oh, shit, now we're starting to press too much, and you know now it starts really tumbling downhill. The negative plays after uh, negative games, losses, whatever. We've seen them rebound, right? And I think yep. that that's who they are. That's their identity. You're going to punch us in the mouth, and we're going to get got sometimes, um, but we're going to get you more than you get us. And that's kind of been their kind of MO, at least over the past 17 games that we've seen. And I think that that's who they believe that they are. And I believe that's who they are. I think it's a team that's um, proven that they're incredibly resilient. Uh, I think it's a team that's proven that they're not going to be affected by, uh, you know, people maybe saying, you know, oh, well, we were overrating them, man. They haven't played any quarterbacks. They haven't played anybody. Look, they played a good team. They got yeah. their ass beat. Like, that doesn't affect them. They know who they are in that locker room. So if it's Dan Campbell, you, you say, look, we got to make corrections. We got to watch this film. We got to figure it out. We got to get back on track. But I'm not hitting the panic button, 
right? I'm not going out here and, and changing personnel. I'm not going out here and uh, all of a sudden making a bunch of cuts and signing a bunch of free agents and bringing in a bunch of tryout guys. I trust what we have in this building. You guys should trust it too. You guys have proven it uh, now over a 17-game stretch that you're a pretty damn good football team when we play our, our style of football. Uh, I hope that they get a little bit healthy, you know, kind of going into the bye week. Uh, I don't know really any of these guys that missed. Obviously, the two big names, Jonah Jackson and Dave Montgomery, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be ready by this Monday night game. But um, you, you, and that's another thing. You take it this week and you say, let's get this one and then go freaking down a break, man. Let's yeah. go into the break six and two. Everything in get front healthy. of us, feeling pretty damn it's good. We're getting healthy, right? We're going to get a couple guys back. Let's find a way to get back on track. But I'm not hitting the panic button. There's a lot of coaches out there that have a big ego. And as soon as they lose a game, oh, shit, they figured us out. We got to change everything. Oh, my God. Right, right, right. We got to start doing this and this and this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you've been there. I've been there, too. Dan Campbell's not that type of guy. Um, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. I mean, we got punched in the mouth is what it is. Make the corrections, get back on track, go back into the mud. As he said, I think after the Seattle yeah. game, uh, a place that they're comfortable being at and, and get this thing figured out. If it was, Hey, everybody played good, but you lost because of one side of the ball <laughs> or because you had a, a deficiency at running back or linebacker or quarterback. If you could point to one, you know, in position, I think those are those are really hard to take because everybody else played good. They gave it their best, and, and you still came up short. This was a game where everybody sucked. Yeah, and across it, the board, across <laughs> the board. So it's kind of one of those where it's going to be painful to watch. But as soon as you're done, you take the film, you flush it, you move on. And, and it's never as bad as it seems either. I mean, we've both. No, it's we've rarely. Been, we've sometimes on, it can be. Sometimes it can be <laughs> as worse than it seems. Yeah. Um, but normally, when you watch a game like this it's not as bad as it seems. Like, there's a couple plays, the explosive plays where you say, ah, damn, like, God, if I didn't get greedy, man, like, yeah. would have had him, right? There, You know, a third down uh, early in the game. You know, a guy like Hutchinson, you get, they get down in the red zone. It's a second down. You got his hands around Lamar, man. Like, didn't bring him down. Boom, now it leads to a touchdown where maybe we could have had him third and 18, and maybe we're down 10 nothing. Maybe that changes the, the the course of the game. You don't know. So you always seem to play at, seem to point at maybe one play or one moment to say, guys, man, we just make that one, right? This, this game's totally different. Um, so it's probably not as bad as they think it's going to be watching it today, um, but certainly a lot of corrections that are going to have to be made, and, and hopefully – Hopefully some tendency breakers because Baltimore to me looked like a team in today's kind of world. And then I'm not accusing them of anything of this, but they, they seem to me, scouting? no, they seem to me like they had the, like the, the right play call. There's a yeah. cat and mouse game that goes on between O coordinator, D coordinator. Hey, they're a man team. When we get down in the red zone, Oh shit, they're running a bunch of zone. All right, let's start calling our zone beaters. Oh shit! They switched back to man. We weren't yeah. ready for it, right? Like there, that to me is it's kind of that cat and mouse game. That that's why I say you look at the coaches sometimes, and certainly wasn't Aaron Glenn or, or Ben Johnson's best day either. I think they know that, and and that's why I say hopefully you make some adjustments moving forward with some of the tendencies that you're starting to develop. Teams have seven games of film on you now. Every team has tendencies. How can you outsmart the other team by saying, okay, we've shown this. Every time we do this, it's a run or it's a play-action pass. How can you switch that up now to where maybe you can steal an explosive play because 
they're expecting one thing and you hit them with something different. That's what Baltimore did yesterday, right? That's what they did a lot with those RPOs and some of their play action passes. They broke some tendencies and we saw it lead to some big plays. Yeah, it's a hell of a, hell of a lot easier to be the cat when you're up 28 nothing before the Lions get a first down. You can play any mini mighty mo at that point if you're Mike McDonald exactly. and, and Todd Munkin. Um, but you mentioned the resiliency of this team. And if we're going to go back and say, hey, over 17 games, obviously they haven't played 17 games this year, but a lot, uh, the core group of guys, coaches and players, carried over from last year. They lost Thanksgiving to the Buffalo Bills. They bounced back with a 40-14 to 14 win over Jacksonville. They lost to Carolina uh, in, in a game that you and I just talked about, very similar to this, where they defensively just got the kicked out of them. They bounced back, and they pounded the Bears 41-10. to 10. This year, the Seahawks, they lost, and it was a heartbreaker in overtime. Uh, then they bounce back with a win over Atlanta. So they've been able to bounce back. It hasn't been you lose and it carries over to the next week. You can't find a way to rebound, and one loss leads to two, leads to three. They have found a way to put losses behind them and bounce back, and that's what I expect them to do. Even though this was an embarrassing bad loss, it was still to a good team, and they have the opportunity to bounce back against the Raiders on Monday night football. And this team, if nothing else has performed extremely good when they've been in prime time. Yeah. And there seems to be something different with the coaching staff too. I mean, last year, um, gosh, during that one and six stretch, like there was so much hostility on the sideline guys screaming at each other, coaches screaming at players, players screaming at coaches, coaches screaming at coaches, um, it just looked like it was just like not a good spot to be, right? No confidence. Um, everybody's kind of panicking out there. I'll tell you, when they kind of flipped the script in the second half of the season, and even this year, uh, it, yesterday, when things were going bad, I'm kind of wandering the sideline, and you're like, oh, man, I want to see if anybody's getting their ass shoot out or, you know, whose fault it is. Normally the D coordinator will go up to one of the groups and, hey, you guys got to figure it out. Yesterday I'm kind of watching, and you're like, okay, like, they're going about this a professional way. Like it's a brotherhood. They're in it together. They're kind of watching the film and Hey, right. I need you on this play, right? We got to do this in the past. I think there would have been a lot of freak out where guys are screaming and throwing tablets and chucking helmets. I didn't see that yesterday. I didn't see a lot of guys pointing the fingers. It was kind of a, and I heard one of the coaches, um, kind of get riled up at one point and you know i can't remember exactly what he said but it was something along the line of like we're dog shit right now right and and one of the players kind of took offense to it and he said no i mean all of us i'm dog shit right now like everything's dog shit right now like you have yeah. there's a togetherness feeling where when things go bad sometimes it can become a players versus coaches battle yeah. no well you guys aren't calling the right play well you guys aren't doing you know what i mean this team kind of feels like a togetherness. We're not doing it the right way. We're not, we're getting our ass kicked or we're doing it great to get, you know what I mean? And yep. I think that that plays a big part of why that, why they're able to get these things corrected because it is a unit. It is a togetherness where you feel like you're not going out there on Sunday now to try to prove your coach wrong. You're going out there to do it together. Right. And that's something to me that I admire about Dan Campbell. I admire about the coaching staff. And I think is important when you talk about having a lot of former players on that staff, because they've all been there, they've all gotten their ass kicked and they've all, all been on the other side of that too, where you're beating somebody's ass, um, but they know how to get it corrected. And that's, that's why I have a lot of faith in, in, in hopefully chalking this up as the, as the one off and not who they really are and, and getting back on track this week. Well, TJ, glad you made it back safe. 
Um, I think there's probably a lot of people that will will want to uh, make sure that they never watch that game again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and after after watching it, uh, I'm sure uh, today the team will uh, will put that one, burn that film, and they'll move on. And they're, they're, we're going to move on as well because on Monday night, next Monday night, a week from today, they're going to host the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. At the end of this week, we'll come to you with a little bit of a scouting report. We'll be back. I apologize. I was out last week. Family matter. I didn't get a chance to do my picks. Did you? Uh, did I did you? it with uh, Stoney actually joined oh, me uh, okay. for, uh, for a few minutes. He, uh, I think he picked the Ravens. So I don't know if you want to take credit for that. I know who you took. You took the Lions. Yes. But uh, no. we only we only picked that game. So both of us. Uh, both of us own one yes, coming off of the weekend. Yes. But <laughs> hey, um, we'll have the keys to the game. We'll have a scouting report. We'll have an injury report uh, as we get towards the end of the week. So make sure you stay tuned here. Make sure you like, subscribe, so you always get uh, all of the latest information on what's going on down at Allen Park right here on Necessary Roughness.